This is Roberta Foster, and welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO, 91.7 FM, The Word. And today, I welcome Callie Logan to Author's Corner. She's written the book, Dear Future Husband, and it's published by Bridge Logos, and she'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. So first, a little bit about Callie. She is the author of two books, Hang In There, Girl, published last year, and Dear Future Husband that we're going to be talking about today and she is currently a senior writer for crosswalk.com she's also a high school history teacher where she serves as a small group leader and mentor to high school girls and she seeks to challenge her students to develop deeper relationships with God and to live fearlessly and authentically to the calling God has specifically for them she's a graduate of Regent University and resides in Richmond Virginia where she enjoys spending time in nature, gardening, and woodworking. And it's a pleasure having you with us today, Callie. Hello, it's a joy to be on. Thank you so much. Well, um, you when did you actually start writing these letters, and why did you start writing them? My actual original letters uh, started when I was 18, and I will be 31 this year. So I've been 12 years total for that. But uh, we started the, the book letters, um, I guess, in 2021. And the kind of genesis of it all was my life was changing so fast. I was graduating from high school and getting ready to go into college in that next stage of life. And I just have such an intentional heart, and I really realized that um, of those around me, my future husband, it was pretty evident and clear that he wasn't in my life, but I wanted to share a lot of the really big uh, life-changing things because things were changing in my life, but I was also changing along the way, and so I kind of wanted to encapsulate some of those memories, some of that, uh, almost a message in the bottle for him. Mm. Um, so that was the original genesis of the letters, and then, of course, um, the book is a little bit different. It's not quite autobiographical. It's a little more open so that um, women can relate and maybe see themselves in several of the letters and the journey of it all, too. And so did I understand it correctly that the letters for the book are actually the over the last few years rather than the early years of writing? So I did actually capture, um, I read through all of my original letters, and I really looked at themes. I looked at some of the big things I was going through in life. Um, and I adapted those. I okay. also really tried to um, grab some of the, the verbiage I was using and some of the ways, you know, like that I spoke with, you know, different things um, and capture those. But I, did, I didn't photocopy them or anything. I did adapt them. Uh, but they do start at 18. Okay. Well, one of the things you do in the book is you include a prayer at the end of each letter. And so why is that important uh, in the book? And even if people aren't writing letters to, to even pray for their future spouse? You know, I think prayer is so important because it is that beautiful communion that we get to have alongside God and we get to sit before Him. And, and I think quite often, um, as I'm still waiting for my future husband to come, I think how we do have that mutual friend in Christ, you know, and it, He is the one that we can bring our hopes and our dreams and our aspirations to. And I think especially when we're praying for for a future spouse, we need to consider that, you know, they're living and breathing and doing things mm-hmm. right now, and, and they need our prayers, you know. And so I really wanted to uh, incorporate that because I also think that 
you know, one day in marriage, how important it is to pray for yourself. So adopting that habit even before you meet them. Uh, you might not know the name, you may not know the color of the hair, but God does. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe that prayer is powerful and prayer does make a difference, uh, not only in our lives, but in the lives of, you know, those we're praying for too. So Kelly, tell us why is it important for Christians to keep discerning God's plans for them as they look toward marriage rather than feel like life doesn't begin until they're married? Our, your relationship with God should always be your, your first love, your best relationship, and the one that you focus on the most. Because whoever comes in your life, be it a spouse, be it a friend, be it anyone, right? Um, but then there's a glorious piece of life to have community, but at the end of the day, it's that relationship with God that really is the most important. And many times, I think, um, especially as a woman, I think we can wrap our identity that, you know, whether it's uh, MISS or MRS, you know, that that somehow is indicative if we have worth or if we have begun life, right? But, mm-hmm. but God doesn't have you born and automatically married. And I think he has mm-hmm. such a deep and intentional purpose for the timing um, of your life, you know, and everyone has such a unique story, and he is such a good creator and good father that we don't have cookie-cutter stories. It's not um, one where, you know, we live in a country where when you turn 18, you're automatically eligible to vote, right? Mm-hmm. But God doesn't work in that way, you know. It's not when you turn 18 and you are, are matched with somebody to, to marry and then you're sent off. God has a very unique story, so I think looking at it that we all are on our own specific timeline, and he has intentionality behind that. Um, but he really desires that relationship with us. And so I think in that single season, no matter how long it is, whether if it's a couple of years or, or decades or what have you, you're never going to regret developing your relationship with God because that is the only relationship that you will carry forever, for all of eternity, you know. Um, so I think there is that, you know, big importance and working on that, and also recognizing that God is growing you to become a certain person Mm -hmm. uh, for the kingdom and for His glory and for your benefit. And His plan is always the best. Mm -hmm. You know, we we, even the things that we can, in our greatest imaginations, those with us who have the best imaginations can, you know, contrive in our brains, they don't even hold a candle to the plans of the Lord, Mm -hmm. because His plans are always the best and he knows what's down the road he knows how he made us he knows how we're equipped he knows what trials are going to come and so trusting his plan and walking his path will always yield the most fruit well we're going to talk more with callie logan in just a moment regarding her book dear future husband published by bridge logos and you're listening to author's corner i'm roberta foster Kelly, do you feel that the world puts a lot of emphasis on marriage and that women are not quite right until they have been married? You know, I think it depends a lot um, on, on the culture, you know, with the world. Um, but I think that at many times we can fall into that kind of um, almost agreement and idea that, uh, you know, a woman's not where she ought to be until she is married. And that's not to say that marriage isn't a wonderful and beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do believe that, the, you know, the majority of people, I do believe that is God's heart and his plan for people. I mean, some people, they are called singleness, but I think that is a very reserved and select view. And there is a deep discernment when that is when that is true. But um, I think that we can almost make an idol out of marriage at times. Mm-hmm. And I think um, 
at times, you know, even within the church, we can make an idol that we're looking at marriage as the end-all be-all when, when ultimately your relationship with Christ is the end-all be-all. Mm-hmm. I feel that self-confidence and self-acceptance are two things that grow stronger the longer a woman waits for her future husband. Um, how do you feel about that? You know, I have seen that with some friends. I have a few friends who didn't get married until their late 30s, and I, I do think um, along their path, they really did have the opportunity to really find um, deeply who they are and who they were made to be, and there was a confidence that was grown um, and blossomed from that. I have other friends who got married very you know, early in, in life, and uh, my own mom got married at 22, and I think watching, the you know, hearing her with, her life before she met my father and and she grew with my dad to really become mm-hmm. the blossom of who she was meant to be so I think um I think that can be true I think it's on God's timing and and I think it's the surrender to him of letting him you know work within with that confidence in who you are and and who you were made to be really does blossom in your introduction, I commented about the fact that you are a mentor to high school girls. And so share with us some of the things you tell them as you help them prepare for their future spouse. Yeah, I love working with young women. It is one of the greatest joys of my life. And I think uh, some of the biggest things that I encourage the men is to not limit God to the being short-sighted to what you see just right in front of you. I think a lot of times there kind of comes that idea, well, you know, I'm, I'm dating this guy. I don't really know if he's the one or not, but he's here right now. And so I should go for it. And mm. I think instead it's surrendering over that pen to God. And it's not to say that that young man wouldn't be God's best, but I really think that the answer lies with God and no one else. Uh, so I encourage them not to settle. I encourage them to seek God and and every decision of their life, from the big ones like marriage or college or career to the small ones of, Lord, how do you want me spending my free time? Mm-hmm. How do you want me investing in my community? Um, so those are a lot of the things that I encourage them in. I also really seek to encourage them that they have a very specific role in the kingdom. And, um, you know, they are so important to the heart of the Lord and to the Father and to developing that relationship and that communication with Him is so key, especially as a young person. And I think so much can be born of that. And, and one of the last things I just like to encourage them in is just prayer. Uh, like we were, you know, talking about just praying for your future spouse and really um, growing closer to God in that prayer as well, because God knows their future spouse better than they ever will. And mm. so inviting Him into, um, God, what are some of the things I should be keenly aware of in this man that you have for me? And how would you like me to pray for him today? Are there habits in me that you maybe want to work out that we should have, you know, conversation about? Or are there ways that I can grow as a person that I can be a good fit, a good rib for him? Perhaps Mm -hmm. I need to grow in patience. um, And he's somebody who would require a lot of patience. um, Or perhaps he needs somebody who's a good listener and I talk a lot. So, Lord, help me become a better listener so that I can be the rib that he mm. needs. So those are a few of the things I love encouraging you and girls with. And I, I do think it opens um, good, you know, pondering and, and journaling time for later, too. Mm-hmm. As you were writing these letters and putting together this book, uh, going back and reading the letters over again, what are some of the things that you realized about yourself uh, through the writing of the letters and maybe even the growth and development that took place from one year to the next? 
Yeah, uh, I love that question. I think one of the biggest things I realized was uh, how stubborn and impatient I can be. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I am so grateful in the patience of our Heavenly Father and that, you know, He allows me to to wrestle within myself uh, and then come to Him and kindly works out a lot of those things. And I think a lot of those things He's still working out in me. And I'm, I'm really grateful, but it was really neat to see the progression of just me as a human and um, as a daughter of the Lord, you know, and really looking at where, when I was younger, I, I had all these aspirations and these plans and how life didn't pan out in the way that I thought it was going to. Um, but the closer I got to God, the more I became willing and desiring to see his will carried out mm. far more than just the things that I could think of that would be a great idea or fun thing to do. You know, I, I think too, just that self-acceptance, really realizing that I am a bit quirky, you know, and I am a bit of an oddball at times, but actually loving and appreciating that about myself mm. and no longer looking at it that there's something wrong with me because certainly middle school me that there were so many things wrong and that I would be so much happier if I looked and dressed and talked mm. and acted like everyone else. But uh, 30-year-old Callie is very comfortable in her skin, and that is such a gift that truly I see from God, that He's grown that and allowed me to experience that. Wonderful. So, yeah, I think that was the biggest thing I saw. Well, Kelly, I mentioned that you had already written um, another book, and so give us a quick synopsis of what uh, you wrote about in the book, Hang In There, Girl. Yeah, Hang In There, Girl was my first book, and such a fun time. Um, It really, the genesis of that was working with these young women that I mentor, that Mm -hmm. I started with them in middle school, and they're now all in college and and growing up and everything, but I noticed that when we would um, be at youth group, when we'd go on, you know, and get coffee or lunch or something, uh, a lot of the things that they were dealing with or thinking of or being vulnerable and opening up to me about were things that I dealt with as a teenager, too. There were questions that I had as well, and I think even being a school teacher, I noticed that in my students a lot, and I decided to write a book to encourage young women uh, to kind of be that big sister in Christ, uh, to be a soft, safe place that they could be vulnerable, that they mm. could ask the hard questions that they might not want to ask a, a mom or you know even a friend. Um, but I wanted the book to really become a friend mm. to to these young women that, you know, in the pages of it, that they could feel safe to be themselves. They could get a laugh or two, um, but to really just be kind of that coffee date in a book. Uh, and that was really the heart behind Hanging There, Girl. So I've been talking with Callie Logan, who wrote Dear Future Husband that we've been talking about today. So Callie, how can people find out more about this book, um, the other that you've written, and uh, the other type of ministry outreaches that you have? Yeah, um, probably connecting with me on social media is probably one of the best spots. My name is Callie with a Y, uh, Callie Logan for Instagram. Um, I've got my website where I do devotionals. And of course, Amazon, Christian Book, Barnes & Noble. Um, and I love connecting with people. I love hearing their stories. Great. 
So one more time, the book today is Dear Future Husband, written by Callie Logan. And we certainly thank Bridge Logos for providing a copy of the book to talk about. And Callie, thank you so much for your time with us today. Thank you so much. God bless you. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. This is Roberta Foster on the Author's Corner. Well, if you missed any part of this interview or would like to hear it again, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to join us again next time on KNEO 91.7 FM.